0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I
1: think when you about mobile quarterbacks, guys that are tough to handle, tackle, um, can throw, run, make good decisions, can be lot I mean, I would put Newton at the top of the list. Not saying that there aren't a lot of other good players that do that, but I would say of all the guys, you know, we play or have played recently in the last couple of years... Definitely put him He's the hardest guy to deal with. He makes good decisions. He can run. He's
2: strong. He's hard to tackle. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, Dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, everybody. Hope you've been safe and had a wonderful Fourth of July. Once again, I'm your host John June. I've got my co-host here, Greg Peniman. Greg, what's going on, man?
0: You're What's going on, guys? What's going on, people? Um, I'll be here. We're gonna get right into this mock draft. Uh, get the people uh, people going. Get ready for this fantasy draft season. Uh, I'm sure things will change when we get later in August because that's when usually I'm drafting. So we got one now. We might have one later. So let's get right to it.
2: Yeah, man. Like Greg said, we got a mock draft Monday today. Uh, so it's a jam-packed show. We also did an interview with the uh, Dynasty League made Akeem Spencer, so that's going to be uh, on the back half of this episode, so make sure you guys stick around for that. But before we get into any of the mock draft Monday or this interview with Akeem, we got to cover the big news that hit the airwaves mm-hmm. last Sunday. If you haven't heard, maybe you stay off Twitter or Instagram. Or maybe you didn't hear Greg call it right here on the show. Yes, sir. But cam newton has officially signed with the new england patriots it's a one-year deal with a minimum of 1.5 million dollars with the ability to get up to 7.5 million dollars through incentives he will be a free agent after this year but the pats have the ability to assign a franchise tag to him so greg before i hand off to you here i guess what are your expectations for cam and his fit in the offense and how that might affect other guys on the team in either a negative or a positive way
0: yeah so i think uh the patriots definitely sign him with the Expectations of him to be a starter. He's definitely going to have to earn that job. But Jason Stidham, Brian Horner, and Cam. I think out of those three, I think Cam will show uh, he's a uh, good to go, fit to go, jump right in and be the starter. He's uh, doing his physical today, actually, so this is a big day for him. Uh, I think that's really what it comes down to. Uh, I think the foot is good, but I think that shoulder is where um, the concern is, and hopefully he can show that's healthy and be be better, be accurate, be on target, and you know have a good rushing floor, which I think he'll have. And I think he'll affect the receivers uh, in a good way, Julie Edelman and both Nikhil Harry. And I think for the running backs, he's going to impact a lot. Sonny Michel, I think his outlook is going to get hurt by this. But uh, James White, I think he's going to be impacted positively by this. Uh, having a PPR running back in the backfield with him, uh, it reminds me of like how Chris McCaffrey, he's it off a lot to him. So I think that will help him with James White is a lot. Yeah, man.
2: I mean, for me, I think this is a perfect fit. Uh, I mean, the Pats, for years, they've run this chameleon-like offense, right, where every Sunday they were running something different. Um, even back in 2015, actually, when Tom Brady was out for four games due to suspension, uh, the, Plat- the Pats played two of those games with uh, rookie Jacoby Brissett at the time, and he actually ran the ball 55 times during that span um, also, Josh McDaniels, the the offensive coordinator, he drafted Tim Tebow in the first round back in 2010. Mm-hmm. I believe that Cam Newton starts right away. Uh, you know, he immediately slides in as as a as a top ten quarterback for me in, in fantasy for, for redraft purposes. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they brought him in to back up Jarrett Stidham. So, no. Nope. Uh, and, and in terms of the offensive weapons on this team, uh, I, don't, I mean, for Julian Edelman, I don't I don't really feel one way or the other. I think he was going to be, a, 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 you know, a main target in this offense no matter who is the, who the quarterback was. Uh, I do think this is a plus for Nikhil Harry. We have seen Cam Newton be successful with big, bigger targets in the past, um, yep. Calvin Benjamin, Devin Funches. Uh and Nikhil Harry is he's big himself at, you know, six two or six three, something along those lines, two hundred and twenty pounds. So I think this is a plus for him. I also see a lot of um I, I see good outlook for these two tight ends that they drafted, uh Devin Asia and, and Dalton Keene. Oh, so uh, David in, and Joe Both you know? in the third round. Yeah. I really <laughs> hope that they don't get David and Njoku because honestly I, I'm really high on, on both of these tight ends. Uh, you know, if you if you haven't heard the tight end breakdown, go listen to the, to that one. But uh, both these guys are are two of my top five dynasty tight ends. Um, so you know I'm I'm really excited about these how these guys fit, especially because I, I project the Patriots to run a lot of a two tight end two tight end sets. Um, yep. And like you said with Sony Michelle, I I do think this is a downgrade uh, in the touchdown department because you know Cam automatically is going to take 50, forty to fifty percent of the team's total touchdowns mm-hmm. down by the goal line. So I do think he loses some of that touchdown equity. Uh, but maybe he does go up in the yards per carry column, right? Because we do see this with mobile quarterbacks; they pull up, and they pull an extra defender out of the box, and and that's you know a plus for the running backs on their teams. So uh, maybe this is maybe Sony Michelle can gain some value that way. But um, yeah, I, I I I'm excited to see this. You know, as a as a as a Jets fan, part of me is hurt, but as a football fan, the idea of Bill Pellet Bill Belichick uh, getting to coach a player like Cam Newton uh and seeing uh you know Cam be fully unleashed uh in this Patriots offense you know that's going to be exciting to see
0: yeah definitely i'm i'm just excited to see him play he he was always a uh, very intriguing outstanding player flashy player uh, it's good to have him back in the nfl yep
2: yeah, most definitely uh do you have anything else to to add on that Greg before we get to this mock draft
0: monday uh no nah, i think i think we're, we're ready to go mock draft monday i like the alliterations. let's let's go Whew, let's do it um obviously it, it's
2: monday for you guys it's not monday for us but it's cool by the time you guys hear this it will be mock draft monday so um we're gonna draft we're gonna do a a uh a one quarterback two running backs two wide receivers one flex spot one tight end we will do a defense no kicker even though they are people too um we're gonna draft from <laughs> the 12 spot <laughs> um you know a lot of a lot of times people that may be new to fantasy people that uh, maybe don't play all all the time. They may think the 12 spot is uh, the 12 spot is a bad spot to draft in. Um, you know, Greg, do you have a problem drafting from the 12 spot?
0: Nah, anything lower than 10, I'm like kind of happy. You get to you know, group your picks together. Uh, you get to like you know have a lot of strategy behind it. Uh, you're, you're always picking, and then you get to take little breaks, especially if you're at a draft party and stuff too. You know, you get to chill, or you could get to research. You get more time to research instead of always picking. So I, I like those last minute spots those in the snake.
2: Yeah man I I mean being at the end um you know where you get those back to back picks like you were saying Greg um you know that's awesome because you know you get to you know what's your what's your strategy going to be you're going to go running back running back or you're going to go receiver running back and you kind of can make that decision a little bit more easy a little bit more easily than than your your counterparts so um you know and then the other thing picking there is that uh, you you can't necessarily play the ADP game cuz guys don't don't always make it back to you. Yep. Yep. you know so you got you might have to take a guy a little bit earlier than you're willing to mm-hmm. so absolutely have to have to be on the lookout for that um all right so like i said we're picking from the 12 spot this is half point ppr so the number one pick surprise surprise christian mccaffrey uh number two saquon barkley zeke elliott was three michael thomas four dalvin cook five yep, yep, yep. alvin Kamara six derrick henry seven Devonte adams eight julio jones nine joe mixon ten Tyreek Hill, Levin. So, Greg, you're gonna pick odds. I'm gonna pick evens. Um, I mean, obviously, we're gonna talk through each pick, but you, but you know,
0: you're gonna get final say in this round. So, so what do we what are we
2: thinking here, Greg?
0: Okay, so I have a little uh, issue here with you know uh, Nick Chubb. Not to say you know this man is not gonna you know do well, but I think his ADP right now is a little too high in my book. When Kareem Hunt came back last year uh, after Week 10. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were basically putting out the same fantasy output as far as points per game. Uh, even though Nick Chubb was getting almost double the touches, uh, Nick Kareem Hub was still, like, the PPR back. So, I think that value of Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb should be a little, like, that closer gap. That ADP is crazy to me, the separation right now. So, I'm I'm not going to go for Nick Chubb right now. I'd rather take D-Hop if I'm going to do this right now.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, um, actually, so... I, my my pick here would be Nick Chubb Hmm. Uh, (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Uh, just because, um, I mean, I do understand the, the concern here about, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt is legitimate, uh, but we do have to remember Kevin Stefanski is coming here as the offensive, as the head coach. He was a former offensive coordinator in Minnesota. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he was a lead back, uh, but we also did see Alexander Madison get work last year We saw, um, even the year before, uh, or Latavius Murray had been in that, on that offense. Mm -hmm. He, he got work. So, um, I do think this, this offense does have room for two running backs. And I think, you know, Kareem Hunt is more in the way he'll be used a lot as a receiver, which, you know, Nick maybe will hurt Nick Chubb a little bit, but I do have the Browns being a good football team. So, um... You know, maybe you know I do have that. They'll be in some positive game script, and and he'll be available to be uh, to be used that way. But right. you know what? The beauty of this is, we're doing we're doing uh uh we're co owning this team, and, and yep. we each get to each get to make a pick. So it seems like you're picking <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins here. <laughs> <And we laughs> so pick this back is to back. yep, and we pick back to back. So this is this is the. uh this is the strategy. So, Greg, if you were picking alone, would you go Would you go receiver running back here or would you go wide receiver, wide receiver?
0: Uh, I think, uh, yeah, either order. I think I'd probably split it up to get the running back receiver um, and just not be suffering kind of from my RB1 uh, in, like, the, the third round. So I, I would probably would go uh, running back receiver.
2: So we're going to go DeAndre Hopkins with the first-round pick. And then with the second round pick here, um, so I mean we'll talk we could talk through this a little bit more just to let people know, I guess, what I'm what I'm thinking here. But Greg, so you said you're you're not really feeling Nick Chubb.
0: So any of these guys that you're feeling more than Nick Chubb? Uh honestly, you know, I think I would uh lean to more boy, Kenyon Drake, honestly.
2: Woo, yeah, Josh Kenyon Rakers. Drake is yeah, um, so Kenyon Drake is definitely exciting. Uh his outlook in, in this Arizona offense. Um I, I do have actually Nick Chubb ranked a little bit higher in my personal rankings. Uh I'm not a huge fan of of, I'm not I'm not as high as on Josh Jacobs as maybe consensus might be. Mm-hmm. Uh just because I'm concerned about the pass catching um and his and what his role might be there. Right. Um they the Raiders do have a lot of pass catching backs on the team. Um but Kenyon Drake would be interesting. I do have Nick Chubb rated slightly higher, like I said. Um So, you know, I think with the goal line work, I'm probably going to have to lean Nick Chubb here. So we'll start off with Nick Chubb, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Nick Chubb. That's not not bad.
0: No, not bad at all. That's not a bad team at all. No, no, that's for sure. Uh, The touches will be there. there? uh, In all all those games, Nick Chubb was still getting Mm -hmm. 20-plus touches almost. So uh, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take that. So
2: obviously, oh, what the heck just happened? Okay. So, obviously, um, you know, now we're picking in the third round. We had back-to-back picks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to highlight some guys that did go off the board, and I won't go through everybody, but uh, Travis Kelsey was 204. That was interesting. Yep. Um Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders did go right after we ended up Nick getting Nick Chubb Aaron Jones that's an interesting discussion Greg because Aaron Jones is constantly going here I know that you have a you know a, a special place in your heart for Aaron Jones after what he did for us last year winning us a chip from from behind so you know where does he rank for you amongst all these running backs you know would you have would he was he in the conversation with the Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs or you know where does he fall for you?
0: Yeah, I think I have Aaron Jones a little higher than um, of those running backs. I would say probably higher than Miles Sanders and right there with uh, Nick Chubb. Um, I think the reason why I have him over Miles Sanders is also in a Doug Peterson offense. You know a lot he's been using a lot of running backs, and I'm a little afraid mm-hmm. of the sleeper possibility of Boston Scott um, in Oof. there. Uh, so Oof. I think, yeah, you know, Aaron Jones, I'm so a little early up. for that. No, you know, I'm not, you know, just, just let's do a way late round. Some, 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 <laughs> some but Boston Scott, when he was in there was getting a lot of some touches, uh, up close to double mm-hmm. digit touches in games. Mm-hmm. And, um, just historically, and since Doug Peterson has been there, he hasn't had a, a dominant running back yet to dominate touches and carries. So I was going to, I was a little hesitant to pick miles there prior over Aaron Jones.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely hear that. Um, You know, Aaron Jones is getting a lot of flack right now because you know he he overperformed in the touchdown department last year with 19 Mm -hmm. touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, uh, and then the Green Bay Packers go out and draft a a running back in the second round in AJ Dillon. Yep, stabbed Jamal Um, Williams as well. They have Jamal Williams who performed admirably as well last year. So you know, but I do I do think Aaron Jones is is also is still a very good player. I think. He might be a little bit undervalued. Um, in this situation, he did go ahead of Kenyon Drake. I, ha- I think I have Aaron Jones slightly behind Kenyon Drake uh, just in terms of, you know, the ter- the total amount of volume Aaron Jones is going to be getting. He didn't get a-, a ton of volume last year, but he was just super efficient with his carries and his, and his touches. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so, you know, Lamar Jackson does, be- does go in the second round, 209 um, or 207 rather. Uh, two tight ends in the second round. That was also interesting. Uh, Patrick Mahomes goes in the third round. Um Odell Beckham is a three ten. Ooh, AJ Brown's a three eleven. That would have been a really nice pick to make right there. Yeah, that would Greg... be super nice. Super nice. <laughs> 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 so Greg, you are picking your your this is your selection here, obviously. Um, you know, what are you what are you thinking now?
0: Uh right now, <clears throat> since you you were in that running back category, the guy that stood out to me in that one was definitely oh, Chris Carson, um, Chris Carson for sure. This man's, you know, in the last couple of years, been dominating touches and carries for the Seattle Seahawks and been doing what he has to do as far as getting yards and getting touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's, his ADP is now a little up from last year because I remember before he will always be a mid-round guy you can get and uh, produce, out, outperform his ADP. Uh, I think his ADP is where it is supposed to be now, and I, I like. The, I'm very confident about taking Chris Carson in this spot.
2: Yeah, and then you know from a roster construction standpoint, we're able to pair Chris Carson, uh, a workhorse back, with Nick Chubb, who's another workhorse back. Yeah, those are two guys that are gonna get you know bulk of the carries and bulk of those money touches, those goal line carries. Yep. Uh, for for their their respective teams, yep. and you know Seattle, they're always gonna be in competitive games. They're gonna be in competitive game script. So I, you know, Chris Carson's a guy that I think. Um, you know, obviously, there's the injury concerns. Um, that's I think that's always going to be a concern with Chris Carson, just because uh, this is a guy that he runs so physical. His, the, you know, his running style. Uh, he he, it's almost like he invites contact. Um, so that's one of those things for me that is always you know concerns me about Chris Carson. But to have him as your second running back, I think that's that's yeah, really as RB two. Uh, yeah, right? I'm, I'm
0: slightly yeah. nice and over. And, well, not Nova shop Penny, but shop Penny's gonna. Maybe possibly start off hurting to start the season, so this is even plus, yeah, they
2: did bring in they did bring in Carlos Hyde, but you know I think Man, that's more yeah. that's closer to an insurance policy mm-hmm. than it is um an actual threat to him, so um, all right, so you know now it's my selection here in the fourth round, uh you know we we do have the running back spot squared away, you know we could we could get really Ooh, crazy and just try to shore up this running I know you I see it so uh. <laughs> Oh uh, man. I mean, so, That's true. so just to let, let, what, let everyone know what we're seeing right now, you're not looking at Melvin Gordon, right? I just,
0: no, no, I'm looking at Le'Veon you? and David cool. Johnson. Those two right Le'Veon, there. Le'Veon,
2: David Johnson, those two right there. Um, at this point in the round, um, I think I would probably lean towards David Johnson, uh, just because I do expect him, uh, to, to be in, in a better offensive situation. You know, yep. obviously Houston's going to score more points. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. That's more targets available. Yep. Um, there's another name here that's intriguing to me, though. And that's Jonathan Taylor. Uh huh. Absolutely. Um, yep. You know this was this guy. You know, I think that you could say. Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it, and maybe it's a hot take, maybe it's not. I think this guy is up there with the Saquon Barkleys of the world in terms of the elite talents in in at the position. Um, you know, just if you look at his height, weight, speed, Jonathan Taylor's uh, six foot. 230 pounds he ran four three nine at the at the combine uh he was a four he was 40 inches in the vertical jump you know this guy is just a physical monster and he's probably going to go he's going to go to this indianapolis colts offense where you know he's going to compete with marlon Mack. but this is an offensive line um and our team is constructed in a way where we don't need jonathan taylor to be the guy right away nope not not at all you're right We don't need him to be the guy right away. Um, he's just got to, you know, eventually he'll earn that role if, he, you know, the cream rises to the top. And, and if that happens, then, um, you know, then that's something that I'm very interested in. Uh, fourth round, a little bit too rich for my blood, though. Uh, can't do that right quite yet with Jonathan Taylor without, um, you know, sure, you know, being sure where he'll be, uh, you know, in terms of the off season and things like that. But definitely somebody that I, that's on my radar right now i just want to make the 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 listeners aware of that um so
0: are you leaning are you leaning running back here greg just uh just because of the board you have showed me with the running backs both Le'Veon and david johnson david had 300 touches last year that's ridiculous and uh, the fact that he could be our flex spot um in, in and maybe in a better with a better situation, the Jets draft the O line uh, a lot, and I think you know, I think last year could have been an outlier year for someone to get that much touchages and not that many touchdowns. So uh, I think that's the case there for Le'Veon, and then with David Johnson before he fell off the face of the earth with his uh, touches mark, he was a RB one, like a solid RB one, mm-hmm. getting you know getting mm-hmm. multiple points per game, and just for him to be there, that he could also be in our flex spot, that I think that's really dangerous. But when you slow it back to your wide receiver. The only person I would take in this spot, is, other than those two running backs, would be Robert Woods.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Robert Woods. Uh, another guy I'm looking at. Uh, I know we talked about him, and you know, off, off, off record, but uh, that was Cal- that's Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable taking Calvin Ridley ahead of DJ Moore or Robert Woods, um, so I'm not going to do that. But there is one thing that's sticking out to me. Scary Terry's here. Um, I'm not t- saying we take him now but there's a possibility he makes it back to us on the way back.
0: Yeah, true.
2: Right? So true. it's the combination of Le'Veon Bell and, and Scary Terry or uh, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, or, you know, Robert Woods and, you know, like a Cam Akers. Right. You know? Right. I and it, I like Cam Akers, but I also like Le'Veon Bell and T- Terry McLaurin.
0: Yep. I do as well.
2: So yeah, so I, yeah, so you you're you're cool with that, right? Going yeah. going going with the running back here, and then coming back. Hopefully, the receiver makes it to yeah, us.
0: I think so. Okay.
2: And once I figure out how to use the draft <laughs> wizard. Oh, and by the way, we're we're drafting on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Um, it's a really cool mock draft simulator, which you can um, you know get a mock draft done in literally five minutes. <laughs> You know, yeah. Greg, how many times have we done this at work? Just, oh, man, just, you know, a just quick fire film. through these. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> no clock. You just go so. right through automated computer. Like I, I do one sometimes when I wake up real quick, right before you go in the bathroom. Like it, it's, it's a yeah. very good tool. While
2: you're, in the, while you're in the bathroom. While you're in the bathroom, just, whatever.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> really good times to do it. Um So we did miss out on Terry McLaurin. He did end up going. Uh, we just missed out on him. But David Johnson was the very was the, the very next running back taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did see Mark Andrews go. Robert Woods did go. And this is what we're talking about, Cooper Cup. We talked about this last week. Cooper Cup went a, a pick ahead of Robert Woods. Uh, Calvin Ridley, two picks later. Uh, Cortland Sutton, another guy that balled out last year. Mark Ingram going in the fifth round. This is criminal, man. Mark Ingram got disrespected last year. He did. By all of us, by going in the fourth or fifth round. And he goes in the fifth round again.
0: He did. God, um,
2: gotta stop doing this yeah uh,
0: yeah <laughs> this man's a beast he's a he, the ravens are gonna be up you know they're a good team he's gonna get his 20 carries he's gonna get his touchdown so he's he's just like a chris carson i think middle round guy that uh, is gonna produce
2: absolutely um so we like i said we did miss out on terry McLaurin. um you know so there are some receivers left on the board are you thinking receiver here Greg? Or, oh definitely you know, we've got three running backs definitely right so i th- yeah. I mean, we could afford to take another one, but I think, you know, we have to attack this receiver position. Um, um, so who are you looking at right now, Greg?
0: Yeah. So my eyes are I automatically did hit uh, Jarvis, but then when I mm-hmm. sl- just slid down just a couple more spots, Michael Gallup and both Marquise Hollywood Brown are there, and if you, mm-hmm. if you put... Uh, Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper stats up back to back next year. You Oof. couldn't tell me the difference. So I don't know. Mm. My, Michael Gallup is, uh, is mm-hmm. his ADP, I would take over Mark Cooper's every day. I mean, uh, to be able to get Dallas' as number one receiver at this point in the draft, I think is yeah, a, like, a, a steal. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you could totally make that argument. I, I can't even argue with you there. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm feeling Michael Gallup a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel Michael Gallup a lot too. Uh, you know, Jarvis Landry. I, he is intriguing here in this spot
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know but you know I think Gallup has that juice you know I, I think yeah. you know Dallas being a high powered offense they're gonna throw the ball a ton yep. uh, and Michael Gallup is gonna be a huge part of that um, but what you know are you are you are you purposely st- skipping over AJ Green or was that just by accident
0: oh yeah I don't I, I, yeah I, there was a purpose accidental whatever you want to call it I wasn't even looking at his it's name. like a defense mechanism I'm, yeah you just can't see him <laughs> Like the black mirror just the block app like you just see see red like there's no way i i i think history bias definitely i'm not i don't think i want to touch him just injury prone uh just issues his last it is this is a lot possible last year most likely with the cincinnati Bengals. but also i have a slice throughout of my heart for t higgins as well um and the other receivers in that team so uh yeah. i'm i would definitely go other ways so i have i have history with and data on other receivers right here that produce uh, year in and year out.
2: <laughs> I mean, A.J. Green is one of only uh, two or three receivers, I think, that have seven straight thousand yards. That's season. true, that's
0: two true. That was, seasons. that was, what was that, two years ago, though? 20? 20... Yeah, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> had to end it, the seventh year had to have been like 2018.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, so I, I, definitely, I definitely do feel you on this. and I And I got burned by A.J. Green last year. I think I traded D.J. Shark for him. And and he just sat on my in my IR spot for the whole year. <laughs> so many um, teams
0: did that. So many.
2: So you know, AJ Green. I mean, he is intriguing, though. Uh, obviously, he gets Joe Burrow. That's exciting as well. True. Um, True. You know, so you know, AJ Green is definitely intriguing to me. But um, you know, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup. You know, you did bring Even up Julian Hollywood. Edelman. Hollywood. Yeah, Jul- I mean Julian Edelman for sure. Um, I just I th- right now I think the wide receiver two oof. I think the perfect wide receiver 2 would be Michael Gallup, right? Cuz Julian Edelman, he would be the safe wide receiver 2. Yep. Where Mike Hollywood Brown, he would be the the nitro Hollywood or the nitro wide receiver 2 where you could, you know, he might have that 20 the that 20 20-point game, but he'll have a lot of twos mixed in between.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep.
2: You know, where Michael Gallup is like the perfect blend of all of them where he, you know, I think that the floor is is still there, but he still has that Upside, where he can have that twenty-point game, he can catch two touchdowns in a game.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think well, have that best combo, Michael Gallup and then Jarvis, kind um, of of producing so production. So I'm I'm happy here taking Michael Gallup.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, we'll take we'll take Michael Gallup here. Um, so this is this is Greg's selection. Okay, so with this this sixth round pick here, this is a spot where we can either go receiver again and maybe we do take that Hollywood Brown or maybe we take that Jarvis Landry to, to get some safety mm-hmm. um at as a backup receiver um but this is a spot as well where i'm looking at uh, at running backs you know uh <laughs> i know we have three currently on the roster no
0: yeah i totally, um, totally get you
2: <laughs> by now
0: I, I i get you now by now it took it took 4 5 years but now we're here <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, guys that intrigue me. I you know, I know that you're you're the safety the safety net and you probably see is Kareem Hunt there. Yep. Um Absolutely you, Absolutely. Um, you know, I do see David Montgomery, obviously, who you know who who burned a lot of people last year, but I think this right here is great value. Um uh, and he continues to get those touches. Uh, Cam Akers also is somebody that's you know highly intrigues me at this point in the draft because but he's such a wild card because if if he's the leading back in week one I wouldn't be surprised if Malcolm Brown is leading back in week one I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) so like you know it's just it's it's you know do you want to take that shot on the talent here um but you know it's a long season man injuries happen uh you know how you, you you're not gonna find guys that are gonna get 250 touches on the waiver wire, uh. So I, I think I gotta pull the trigger here on David Montgomery.
0: Yeah, I think um you know now his you know ADP is a little more <clears throat> uh, realistic and just like the hype is not on him. And I think Matt Nagy he yeah towards the end they give him touches and you know he was pro- producing slightly, but uh, I think the second year leap is bound to come and maybe with a better offense led by Nick Foles, hopefully soon it should be uh, better for him.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing is there's, there's a couple things to note, right? Um, The, the bears did not add a running back in the off season. So that just shows you how confident they are in David Montgomery. Like Daryl, like Daryl Henderson, for example, he was another guy who was hyped a little bit last year and maybe not as definitely not as much as David Montgomery, but the, the Rams added another back. Right, so it's clear how they feel about Daryl Henderson. I think it's clear how the Bears feel about David Montgomery not adding a, another running back. Um, and then also, uh, the other thing is we have to remember David Montgomery had the high ankle sprain midway midway last year. He did. Um, there's he, you know, that had to affect him. So you know, I, I think that you know the the better of David Montgomery is still to come. So pulling the trigger here.
0: All right, let's pull the trigger. Get David Montgomery. So, uh, let's let's remind the people what team we got right now. How's, how's it looking?
2: Yeah. So, uh, right now, so far, we've got Nick Chubb. We have DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins was our first round pick. You know, yep. I want to get yep. that straight. Yep. Nick Chubb was the second round pick. Uh, then we went Chris Carson. It was a third round pick. Le'Veon Bell was our fourth round pick. And then Michael Gallup in the fifth. And we took David Montgomery here in the sixth.
0: Ooh, real um, nice and deep at running back right now. Nice and deep. Yeah,
2: very nice and deep at running back. <clears throat> You know what, I, I might actually be willing to say that we don't even need to touch the position again. But you know what, here in the seventh round, Kareem Hunt is here, Greg. Is that Hi. something that you want to do right now?
0: <laughs> um, Kareem Hunt is still there. Uh, Just looking at the receivers uh, real quick. Um, I do like Marvin Jones a lot, actually, Uh, this year. Especially, you know, just last year, he did play a very good mm-hmm. complimentary role, especially in the red zone um mm-hmm. they look to him a lot uh, in the red zone as far as getting touchdowns uh so i think he he has great rb2 i mean r- wide receiver two. uh just yeah level play um and, and to get him at this point in the 7th round would be pretty nice i think uh and also yeah kareem hunt is very intriguing to me uh so mm, marvin jones and are
2: you thinking are you th- you're, so you're not you're definitely not thinking quarterback right
0: not yet. No. Uh, even if you show yeah. me the quarterbacks on the board right now, I don't think you
2: wouldn't even you wouldn't even be not yeah. moving the
0: needle. Looking right now, now the person I want, I think I could, we could still get him late. If, if it's well, honestly, I'm looking at Daniel Jones, and Cam Newton, Ooh. those type of players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think we can we can get them later.
2: Absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady's still on the board. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom <clears throat> Brady. Aaron Rodgers no Tom Brady Cam Newton they're both inside my top 10 Mm -hmm. uh so you know those guys being here on the board that clearly shows you like we can still wait Josh Allen just went off the board Matt Ryan's Matt Stafford just went off the board this is crazy um yeah we're gonna wait on this position so and 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 tight end you're not looking at this position either right
0: uh not yet um but I you know I am curious to see the board always just by everything else uh Evan Ingram is there, but I think I could find still some value later. Austin Hooper is still on mm-hmm. the board. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure no fan is still on the board, so I think mm-hmm. we can um, still wait a little bit on that. Yeah,
2: ty- personally for me, tight end is always one of those positions. I'm either going to take one really early or I'm just going to take one really late. Yep, yep you really,
0: usually coming this, to there having a guy <laughs> that you want. So, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you end up taking yep. what you were saying.
2: So... All right, Greg. So, I do like the Marvin Jones uh, pick a lot, actually, um, as well in this spot. I, Ken, uh, Kareem Hunt makes a ton of sense as well. Uh, both the Houston receivers, one of them potentially going to be the number one receiver if Antonio Brown does not sign with the Houston Texans, is, are also still on the board. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of options here, Greg. So, where are you leaning? Where are you going?
0: Um... Uh, let, let, let's go, Marvin Jones here. I think just okay. he also has some boom to him too. So mm-hmm. just to have mm-hmm. him at like a, in a flex week to, to give you t- uh, twenty points maybe one week that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah I like I like that pick a lot. Um, so oh man, Kareem Hunt.
2: It's like I, I would if I were picking and and I, this was actually my draft and this was my team and I knew I had a, I was here on the, in the eighth round <laughs> with Kareem Hunt. And I had Nick Chubb, and if Nick Chubb ever went down, it would make me so mad <laughs> that I didn't that I didn't get this guy. Yeah. Absolutely. So um so yeah, I think we gotta go take Cream yeah, Hunt. We got, to, we got to. He has,
0: <laughs> he has his own standalone volume. If Nick Chubb was together, he we have another R B one just ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's 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 the move that makes sense. Yeah. They say don't get cute sometimes. You know, just got to go with you. Yeah, no, I can't.
2: Just got to. Exactly. nah, man. You know, after having drafted with Greg so many times, I've I've learned to adopt some safety to my methodology. (laughs) So handcuffing, when it makes sense, I'm willing to do it. So Kareem Hunt here. Absolutely. All right. So uh, just, I guess, highlight some guys that went off the board. Um, Will Fuller, who we talked about, ended up going four picks later. Uh, Jordan Howard who I think is also really good value. He's yep. another guy when you talk about a guy that's able to that could potentially get 200 250 touches. Yep. He's another guy that I think fits that mold. Uh Sony Michelle goes off the board 812. James White goes right after him at 901. Tevin Coleman I also think is great value. Yep. Uh, he went off the board here at 904. You've got uh Raheem Mostert who is obviously a fantasy playoff superstar. Um he you know, he ends up, he's going in the fourth and fifth round. So Tevin Coleman, who you know, obviously Kyle Shanahan uses multiple backs in that Niners offense. Him in the ninth round is great value. And then Latavius Murray, I mean, I, I just want to talk about him. I know you experienced this last year, but he's gotta be like the highest upside handcuff in fantasy, in my opinion.
0: Oh, easily, easily. I think him and then Alexander Madison after, um, just a true a true handcuff, like ready to go and will be an elite RB one. Because when that man played after Kamara got hurt last year, it mm-hmm. was, he was getting 20-plus each week. Like, yes. it was crazy. Yes.
2: Absolutely. It's crazy. You know, I mean, looking at his numbers last year, you're right. He was getting 20-plus touches. He was the workhorse. He was getting more workhorse work than Alvin Kamara was getting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, you know, just when we talk about handcuffs, I think he's really good. And then J.K. Dobbins go, also goes in the ninth round. I think that's also, um, you know, really really high upside pick right there Mm -hmm. Um, because if anything happens to Mark Ingram I think J.K. Dobbins can take that role so Greg we're here in the ninth round
0: what are you thinking man um uh, let's let's take a look at the yeah how's the quarterbacks doing right now uh we're still still pretty good I think on Mm -hmm. these guys I don't think they're gonna move anytime soon uh I'll let someone else take Aaron Rodgers or anytime (laughs) honestly um (laughs) wide receivers there's some a lot of good names here uh, some names that you know Preston Williams intrigues me a lot uh, hmm. Let's see. I think there's
2: there's a name can I can I just can I yeah. just throw a name out there go ahead I don't know if he went but uh, Miko Hardman could potentially I think he might I think he still might be
0: here I I would think so I would think so
2: yeah he's yeah. still here
0: yeah Oh, oh no, I don't want to do that.
2: So, yeah, is he a name that intrigues you?
0: Yeah, uh, Miko Harmon, another guy. I think since we didn't go with that, you know, Hollywood Brown, he's like a Hollywood Brown Jr. kind of mm-hmm. um, boom play guy. Uh, all, he, all he needs is under five receptions or five targets to get, get what you need on a team. Five touches. Five. <laughs> <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> Really five, yeah, five touches because, you know, he could go from the <laughs> backfield too, you know, and maybe could have him doing whatever he wants.
2: And God help you if you play in a return yardage league because...
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's the tight ends uh, looking as well on the board?
2: Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like they've moved much since we no, last no. since we last looked at them okay, in the yeah. seventh round.
0: All right, yeah. So I uh, think we could keep plugging away at running backs and wide receivers um, and getting good value picks here. Uh-huh. Hmm. So I think I'm leaning towards, yeah, either maybe a Jerry Judy or uh, Sterling Shepard. I think those two guys, especially Sterling Shepard, when he was in, he was getting targeted. Uh, it's just a matter of health for him, a matter of health for all the Giants players, honestly. Uh, and I think, you know, he's probably the best receiver on the team uh, on the depth chart. Uh, so I can make an argument for drafting him and getting some, some good outside upside there.
2: Yeah, no, I, th- I like, I think Sterling Shepard is, uh, um, definitely a great option here too. Uh, I, the only concern I have, obviously you mentioned it is the health. Um, you know, actually the, the giants receiver I'm looking at here is golden Tate. Surprisingly. Mm. Um, he was really, he did play really well with Daniel Jones last year. Yeah. Um, you know he he was the number one target for Daniel Jones during that during the time where he was starting and he came off of that suspension uh, his numbers are a little suppressed be, suppressed because of that suspension you know you know we forget that he missed uh, the first four games of the season i think it was um you know, but see, he's someone that intrigues me. I mean, I I'm, I'm obviously it tells you how much I, I really do like Daniel Jones this year because Darius Slayton yeah. is someone that intrigues, yeah, intrigues me as we get later into the draft. Times,
0: yo. Oh, man. This, yeah, I just so. waiting to see the one snap where Saquon, Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and Stoddard Shepherd are on the field together. So, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so where where are you going, Greg? what do you Jerry uh, Judy? I do I do like him a lot here too. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Uh, Can we look at the running backs one more time? And then yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see,
2: I just know for me. Uh, so running back wise, Ronald Jones is somebody I, I'm really intrigued by, especially this late in the draft. This mm-hmm. is p- potentially Tampa Bay's starting running back.
0: Right. Right. And then uh, to get Tom Brady offense. Right. A top five Tampa offense Bay is probably gonna be one. Of, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna yeah. be one of the best offenses in the league. So.
0: Uh, so, yeah, you know we
2: do have five running backs. <laughs> never stopped me before. It never has stopped, not me before. stopped me
0: before, Yo, it Has uh, hmm. Just uh, because of that, just you know, just taking hmm, stills. Uh, yeah, let's go with Ronald Jones because we have we have Marvin Oof. Jones. We had to, to fill uh, what Sterling Shepherd could do. Possibly Marvin Jones would would be able to do it and get touchdowns. Uh yeah, just keep mm-hmm. plugging away. We we're deep right now. They got both. Yeah.
2: Um. No. So the, one of the things I do want to say is that you never want to make a a draft pick with the intention of trading the player. But we have the strength that we have at running back. You know, you never you, you could you you can also see that you could potentially package one of these running backs because injuries happen. People like don't draft running backs, right? Yep. Um. You can trade. Essentially, they become lottery tickets you can trade them for essentially anything you want because when bye weeks hit people are trying to make playoffs desperate and they need a, <laughs> they need a running back there they, you can find receivers <laughs> yep you can find the third receiver on the highest scoring team the highest scoring uh projected game by vegas that week and start them and you know maybe it works out for you maybe it doesn't but you can't find a running back
0: no it's, you're scrapping all these running backs to take in get they get hurt uh, unless you you are there. <clears throat> right away getting lucky and have your waiver budget ready to go for that top guy is going to be a struggle for you so yeah i would i would suggest getting uh, a lot of the good value running backs especially late mid to late in the draft cuz they slip and they they get there there
2: absolutely um so i think a receiver here i'm i'm probably going to go with miko harman just because the argument for me is you got a guy who's going to play with the best quarterback on planet earth probably mm-hmm. in the universe mm-hmm. um and Patty, you know, just <laughs> to be able to have the opportunity to just stick Nico Harman in the flex when when the when the when the Ravens play the Chiefs, you know, and you know it's got a fifty four point over under, uh, you know, I, I'm like, I, there's no way that I, I could pass on this value right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Nico Harman. You cool with that, Greg?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, now I feel better that we didn't take Hollywood, so We got him on Oh
2: absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So. We don't have a quarterback. We don't have a tight end. We don't have a uh, defense, which we're not going to look at until the the draft's over, right, Greg? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that's last pick, absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, we're lucky that I'm even drafting a defense today, but Greg had to force me to. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're we're I guess we have to, right? Yeah. So, do we want to look at quarterback now?
0: Uh, yeah, let's 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 also look at quarterback. We're in round eleven. Uh, they it's still time. Have
2: not yo, they're still here. It's crazy. All of them. Crazy. still here. I think we would have to take one now because yeah. at this point in the draft, there's yeah. no guarantee that one would get back to us.
0: Yeah, I think um either one, uh, honestly Cam or Daniel Jones, but because of the offense Daniel Jones provided last year, the weeks where he had QB one weeks where he was a top overall one or two in the in the in the league, his floor rushing is there. He had at least a couple like six or seven weeks with twenty rushing yards. This man, Daniel Jones, is gonna take that leap. I'm all in on Danny Dimes, baby.
2: Oh man, I'm I'm all in on Danny Dimes. I just there's something about taking him over Cam Newton that just my <laughs> like, physiologically like I can't like I can't do, you know like it like, like I don't know if I can click this button. Uh, no, but seriously, because Cam Newton, we're talking about a guy who when he's healthy finishes as either the QB one, the QB two, the QB four, the QB three. Like those are legitimate, food, no, like season long finishes. Absolutely. Yep,
0: this is this is Cam. This is an MVP in this league. Uh, it's Just yeah, the he's having his physical today. How about I wait a couple more hours and we could do this and uh, hit it for, hit back from the physical and J, take, take care.
2: <laughs> you know, so actually, I got I got good news. The physical actually did happen. Uh, so it it actually happened by the time you guys hear this, the physical has has already happened and Cam Newton's healthy. Uh, mm. Patriots came back. They said everything was good. Mm. They're not concerned. The Liz Frank. <laughs> Is not a problem. Mm. Um, so, But this is a mock draft, so I'm cool to do whatever you would like, sir.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, we don't have a giant on our team, so we can't do the stack. So, uh, mm. oh, man. I got to ask stuff. My heart is with Danny Jones. I'm sorry. I got to take Danny Jones. All right, let's do it. Yeah.
2: I'll t- you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm for it. You know what? We're probably going to have to fight about uh later on in the year uh i'll allude to it a little bit later but oh look at that uh, it says it was a value pick because oh. he was ranked at one, one, one eighteen, and we got him at 133 so nice look <laughs> at that <laughs> uh good job greg so uh you know 1201 now the tight ends did go off the board um you, ooh, oh yeah Vant, gronk are both both ooh, on the board here like
0: too um uh, TJ
2: Hawkins. Mike Kosecki as well. TJ Hawkinson, a guy that we talked about last week. Um, You know, these are all very intriguing names here. Yeah. Um, You know, but I'm just going to peek at the running back spot. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to kind of, you know, just going to look. You know, nothing really that I like here. Uh, Maybe if a guy like Antonio Gibson was on the board, Um, you know, let me see if he's on the board. Yeah, this this is time where
0: you're not even looking at ADP, man. You're just, you're looking at the, the names you've been researching. Uh, this is, sleepers this
2: is where I, this is the point in the draft uh, actually I think I did it a little bit earlier in our, in our League of Extraordinary People draft where I drafted a guy like Devin Singletary right you know you, you just sit and wait on him um, you know uh, who Jalen Rager I, I don't think I could wow uh, we got so many receivers wow. but Jalen Rager he's a guy that I think could be potentially the top receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles the number one target for Carson Wentz yeah um, and he's I'm still here on the board he's still there. yeah Nikhil Harry is also another guy who's here on the board as well.
0: Carry a lot.
2: So you know what I think? I think I'm going to go tight end here because there's almost no guarantee that we're going to get one of these guys on the way back. Mm -hmm. Um, Which one of these guys do you want to take, Greg? Which one of these guys, if this was, if this pick was yours, would you would you be pulling the trigger on?
0: Uh, So as far as upside and potential, uh, I like Noah Fant a lot. Just. Because of his numbers... Once you
2: say upside, I knew you were going to say yeah. no Fan. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs>
0: as far as second-year elite, as far as, you know, his numbers were comparable with George Kittle, his rookie season. And we know who George Kittle is. I, I like Fenn a lot as far as that. Mike Isecki probably a little bit af- right after that as far as upside <clears throat> and, you know, the, the players on the team um it, it's really, you know, Devontae Parker, maybe Preston Williams, but Mike Isecki is going to be there as a, a main target for Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua. So uh, those, I think no offense, I'm leaning towards a lot um, as far as what we're going to yeah. do here.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the tight end position for me is all about upside, like you said. Um, if I'm picking this late, I want a guy, the guy who's going to break out for 800, 900 yards receiving. I don't want the guy that's maybe going to catch six, seven, eight touchdowns, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can't predict that, you know, like I, I, I can't, but I can kind of predict the guy that based on his athleticism, the guy that averaged 13, 14 yards a catch last year at the tight end position, I can, I can, I can bank on him getting better as a player. Right. So yep. uh, obviously I'm talking about Noah Fant. Um, yeah. That's, that's the pick we're going to make, man. Noah Fant here at twelve oh one. one
0: Ooh, real nice right now, man. It feels yeah, like last so, year when we um, uh, took Siemens beat, man, every time. <laughs>
2: oh yeah every time um, so obviously guys you know we're gonna we'll, we got two more picks left uh, this is the part where you know people start your, your league mates they start losing their attention span yep. they, they, don't, they don't even want to be in front of the computer anymore <laughs> Yep, they're trying this to the drink time, <laughs> they're trying to gra- grab a drink or yep. something but this is the time where you know we gotta do we gotta, we do the extra work you know yeah absolutely so, so Greg who is it that you're trying to take right now this is this is the pick this is the last Skill player position that we're gonna take here, because we're got to take a defense next. So, who, right, who is it gonna be?
0: Right. So uh, honestly, yeah, when I was looking at those receivers, you know, Nikhil Harry and Curtis Samuel, those two guys popped my eye. If not, uh, I was gonna you know dig deep and go for Steven Sims. Man, uh, I like him a lot with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think towards the end of last year he he, he turned up. Yeah, uh, produced well, especially with Scary Terry was out, and I think he could be, most uh, definitely. you know, a, a, some wide receiver three, wide receiver two upside in some weeks because uh, he'll be he'll be there as the the second target on, on that team.
2: Mm-hmm. No, most definitely, and, and you know, as I started adding more players to you know, uh, for Draft Wizard it suggests players to you, so I have to add more suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Pittman popped up; he's another guy that it's definitely interesting to me. Yep, um, as the num- could be the number two receiver in this Colts offense. Um, We've seen Phillip Rivers play with big receivers. Um, So, you know, that intrigues me. Also, Brandon Ayuk, guy we talked about last week. Um, (laughs) You know, he's sitting here. That's a
0: flashy sex pick right there.
2: Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, But, you know, I think at this point, a guy like Curtis Samuel and Nikhil Harry, they're more likely to break out than a guy like Michael Pittman or, you know, or Brandon Ayuk. We talked about this every year. We talked about it last year as well. You know those those second year wide receiver. You know those first year wide receivers. Those guys are glamorous. They come in. They're the new thing. They're that new girl at school. But you know <laughs> Michael Pittman. I mean Nikhil Harry Curtis Samuel. Those guys. You know they're they, you know they're like the 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 you know they started. They still have an opportunity here to become superstars, right? Yep. Like like we we thought Curtis Samuel was the breakout guy last year. Uh, we thought Nikhil Harry could have been something. And they and you know we we have this bad taste in our mouth, but. You know these guys; they could be the DJ Sharks uh, of of twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, uh, honestly, <clears throat> since, since yeah, since we didn't get to take Cam, I think uh, we should take and kill Harry here.
2: You know, hedge our bets a little bit. You know. Yep. Yep. All right. So the defense here. Uh, Greg, do you have a particular strategy for picking a defense uh, for week up for week one, or you know the last defense in the draft or a season long defense? Like, what's your strategy here, man?
0: Uh, honestly, some, some drafts I have when Seattle was the dominant team, I used to draft up to get them in, like in the tenth or eleventh round, but that was about it. There's no like real dominating uh, defenses a- a- anymore. You know, the, this league is offensive driven. Um, honestly, Ooh. I'm looking, I'm looking at those first couple weeks as far as matchups, mm. maybe. Um. Mm-hmm. to maybe get, you know, a a, a good spot, maybe a, you know, a team that's playing a a pretty bad team from last year. Uh usually look towards them and see and draft them. Uh or a team with a good secondary that can produce turnovers honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think so, you know, me personally, we talked about it. I don't I don't draft a defense. Greg is forcing me to draft one here. <laughs> um so, you know, I I w- I typically my process is to just pick up the 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 defense that is going to be the largest week one favorite that I can find. Yep. Um, the largest week one favorite. Uh, if you believe it, if you believe it, Greg, I've already started looking at the week one lines because that's how dedicated we are here. At you already football, know, non- yes, sir, we got you. Um, Kansas City is the largest week one favorite, uh, nine and a half points over Houston, over the Houston Texans. Um. Mm. So that that one would be interesting but another interesting thing here too is the number 1 defense in fantasy is still on from last year is on the board here and you know like we've done in the past like you said in the past you would pick seattle in the ninth tenth round because they were the number one defense i think chicago was the highest drafted defense last year and this year it'll probably be new england followed by san francisco or be the highest drafted defenses but right you know it's it's very seldom that the number one defense in one year finishes as the number one defense in the next year so that's really hard to predict yeah but to be able to take the number 1 defense from last year at this point in the draft with our last pick um you know when we have to draft a defense i think that that's that's good value
0: yeah you know? i think we got to do it this is what we did last year actually we we took the pats uh, uh with our defense and we we were just like you know let's take the pats they're a good team you know they're going to be winning a lot of games and little did we know they were <laughs> dominating they were the number 1 player in fantasy almost so uh mm-hmm. yeah i like the the pats here again
2: yeah, no, most definitely, especially when you look at their schedule, they're going to play the Jets, they're going to play the Dolphins, they're yep. going to play the Bills, all at least two times a game. Yep. Um, you know, th- those that's at least five wins right there, four to five wins. Um, you know, and and they they're, they play the Dolphins week one. They're seven point favorites against the Dolphins. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, New England.
0: Yep, and we know Fitzpatrick is going to throw at least one or two picks. So. Yeah, he can't he can't
2: help himself. It's yeah. in his DNA. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> So just to run through our squad real quick. Woo. Um our ooh, that B is way too low. It gave us a B. Yeah. But guys, draft grades they don't mean anything. They're we useless. got
0: a C minus in our league champion, so I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm not, not I'm not worried so. at <laughs> all.
2: Um so at quarterback, we have Daniel Jones. At running back, we have Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones. Ooh. At wide receiver, we have DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Gallup, um, Miko Harman, Nikhil Harry. At tight end, we have Noah Fant, and at defense, we have the New England Patriots. So, Greg, what would you what do you say about that draft right there, man?
0: Uh, I like the team. I like the team a lot. I like what we were doing, the strategy coming in. I like that you know we're not too reliant on our you know our first running back or our first receiver. So if Nick Chubb was to not pan out, we got Kareem Hunt. If DeAndre Hopkins was to not pan out, which is very unlikely, we still got like guys like Michael Gallup and you know uh, Marvin Jones. We have depth at the positions, and we have Le'Veon Bell. Like these upside picks that could be running back ones. Uh, Le'Veon, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me he's gonna, he'll finish the year as a, a top twelve running back easily. Cream Hunt, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised. You know, if he finishes as an elite RB two easily, We have no fan with high upside who is going to finish as a top tight end one. So, and David Montgomery plays like that. So we have the players that have produced at RB one, RB two, uh, one and two quality, and those players that have a high chance of being in that one or two quality as well. That's 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 a lot of wins right there
2: yeah man and i think the depth is even you know the depth is the there's the thing that sticks out to me the most like you were saying we're not too reliant on anyone running back or anyone anyone receiver um you know our depth at running back bye weeks aren't going to be a problem for us injuries won't be a problem for us um we've even got nick chubb handcuffed so we don't even have to worry about losing you know him to injury yeah uh, he was our our top running back selection so like you know, I think this team is is very well put together. Uh, I hope we can draft one like this in the real season. Yep. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> but, uh, absolutely. It's it's got the perfect blend of of guys of a, with a steady floor. Um, you know, like a Nick Chubb, like a Chris Carson, like a, a DeAndre Hopkins, but those guys with that upside too, like a Ronald Jones or Miko Harmon or yeah, a, Mar- a Marvin Jones, Nikhil Harry. So you know, I think. You know I think this is a great team.
0: Yeah, uh, and, it, and if Daniel Jones worked out, one we drafted him in the 11th round, and then two, like we were just as good enough waiver wire and target pickups to get quarterbacks to fill in for most weeks, like Gardner issue and plays like that.
2: Yeah, man, we're we're always gonna find them. We always will. You know, we'll play the matchup game in one quarterback leagues. That's easy. But I think what you just said is huge about Daniel Jones in the 11th round, right? If you draft, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers in in round four. There's like this cost association thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or even just Aaron Rodgers in the eleventh round. There's a name association thing where you're like, I can't drop Aaron Rodgers, you know? Like I can drop Daniel Jones in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, saying, "Hey guys, I dropped I dropped Daniel Jones this morning" sounds a lot different than "Hey guys, I dropped Aaron Rodgers this yep, morning." Absolutely. Like, it just, it, <laughs> it just sounds different. It creates different emotions in people. So, um, you know, I, I yeah, I, I like what we did here. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, so uh, you know, again, thank you for listening. You guys are gonna listen to this uh, wonderful interview that I had with Akeem. Broke down some dynasty stuff. We talked about the Giants. Talked about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley because he is a, a Giants fan as well. So you guys have to stick around and listen to that. But uh, from here on out, we're gonna, just gonna say we're gonna say goodbye, right, Greg?
0: Yes, sir. You already know. out. Yeah. All right,
2: next up is a great friend of mine going all the way back to high school. He's relatively new to the diehard fantasy community and just recently joined our dynasty league where we most recently had our draft. I bet he wishes we were playing fantasy football back then. But anyways, we're here now and I want to introduce Akeem Spencer. Akeem, what's going on, man?
1: How's it going, John? Excited to be here, man. And, uh, you know, everything is, is is looking good on this uh, July 4th weekend.
2: Yeah, man, you know, just got to continue to stay safe, continue to social distance. We're not in the clear yet, so guys, don't be in a rush to go anywhere right away. But, uh, you know, let's just dig into the Dynasty football talk. So, you know, like we said, most recently, we just had our draft. Um, Akeem, you were picking from the actually the sixth spot. Um, but, you know, we there were some trades that went down. Uh, your first pick was from the 108. We'll get into the trade in a little bit, but the first pick was from 108. You picked A.J. Dillon. The, uh, your 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 third round pick, you didn't have a second round pick, that was part of the trade, uh, was Darrington Evans, the running back with the Tennessee Titans. Um, and then your fourth round pick was Jalen Hurts, the quarterback with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, you know, jumping into the trade that went down, uh, I think it was a few days uh, before the NFL draft, I had approached you with a uh, a massive trade offer. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 106. Uh, well, it was my 108 ring hunt, uh, running back with the Browns. Alan Lazard, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and this is a dynasty league, so pe- people don't get confused. Anthony Harris, free safety with the uh, – or, sorry, not dynasty, the IDP league, so please don't get confused. Uh, Anthony Harris, free safety with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Gus Edwards running back for the Baltimore Ravens uh, and Will Disley tied in with the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for Derwin James, the safety with the L.A. Chargers, Bobby Okereke, linebacker with the Indianapolis Colts, and then the uh, sixth pick in the first round, 106, and then uh, your second round pick, 208. So essentially, I, I moved up two spots in the, in the first round from 108 to, to 106 and received your second round pick in return. Um, and then, you know, this you know, platoon of players that swap back and forth. So, King, what, what was your overall take on that trade uh, from your perspective?
1: Well, um, the overall take is, like, uh, the running backs that I saw um, that I was receiving, uh, most mostly in uh, Gus Edwards as well as in uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, I was extremely excited about... Um, you know, receiving Kareem Hunt as a potential um, starter for for my roster. And also, I was happy with, okay, you know, at least I'll just go back two spots in the first round. So, um, you know, I was was kind of happy with that. And, you know, obviously, you know, me and you were having conversations in the background, but um, there was just this one running back in particular I saw in the second round where, I said, okay. You know, I know that the you know the the, uh, the first five picks are going to more than likely be running backs, but I really think that this running back here has uh, a potential to really be um, a really like a really good steal um, in in the first round. So uh, I was I was overall um, content with that with that trade.
2: Yeah, so I mean, let's let's just jump right into that part then. So uh, obviously, the running back. I think if listeners haven't caught on, the running back that you're referring to uh, is AJ Dillon. So um, you know, you drafted AJ Dillon in the first round at 108 with uh, with your first round pick in the dynasty rookie draft. Um, you, you know, so again, I guess talk about the overall thought process. You said that you alluded to the fact that you didn't think that he would make it to uh, to the second round. Um, and you didn't have a second round pick anymore. So, uh, what 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 was it about AJ Dillon that that you know made it made you feel like you had to have this guy?
1: So I am a person that doesn't really uh, look at like the like the numbers aren't the things that are fascinating me. I was just seeing his highlight tapes on the uh, on 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 draft day, and I was just saying, "Wow, man, this guy is explosive." um you know he's very crafty he he's able to kind of catch uh you know cat, like his catch radius like behind the behind the line was was pretty amazing um his ability to just to kind of be shifty and crafty in the open field was was pretty um exciting so you know from from the running backs that I saw in in that in, in that second round um I was I was really excited with with AJ Dillon and um I said, you know what? He he has a he has a bright he has a bright future ahead of himself in, in Green Bay. So uh I was like, all right, let me let me pick him up before he gets before he gets lost, since I'm losing my uh my second round pick. Yeah, I mean,
2: uh you, you know, AJ Dillon is my number six receiver or number six running back in terms of dynasty rookie running backs. Mm-hmm. Um if you haven't caught that episode, go back in the archives, listen listen to that one. Uh, where I covered running back six through 10 uh, and also interviewed my brother, Randy June similar to an interview like this one. Um, but, you know, AJ Dillon, I, I love the prospect. You know, we're talking about a guy that's six foot 247 pounds, you know, runs four or five uh, has a 41 inch vert, uh, you know, so the dude is completely explosive. You know, obviously the only thing is, is is the path to playing time in year one. So how do you feel about, you know, about that with, you know um aaron jones and jamal williams already already there in green bay being ahead of him um, obviously those two guys in the last year of their contracts um you know but do you do you uh is so aj Dillon somebody that you you deem worth the wait, or do you see him supplanting these guys in year one
1: i don't think he's gonna supplant in year one i'm gonna be a very patient guy and uh just kind of wait until the the smoke settles but I do believe like any team that is kind of drafting a running back um you know that high especially in the second round they're definitely going to make usage out of him and um you know they're just kind of making sure hey you know what um if all doesn't go well with uh Aaron Jones then you know 2021 um you know we can definitely get to see him but for now I just want to kind of see what what happens with him hopefully um you know they they place him in special teams or something like that and uh he just is able to just kind of get some reps in so um he's definitely just going to be like you know one of those stashes um on the bench and um you know I'm I'm definitely sure that he's going to get on the field and start getting more uh more snaps or p- possibly we can we can start seeing some snaps with him like towards the the latter half of of, of this year yeah, I mean
2: those are those are all great points, especially in our dynasty league, where uh, a player gets points for anything that they do on a football field, uh, whether it's running down on kickoff team and making a tackle, or it's returning a kickoff. So, if AJ Dillon does play special teams, then there's an avenue of you know playing time on your team for for that <clears throat> from that standpoint. But like you just mentioned, um, you know maybe maybe he's something he's somebody that comes on in the latter half. We have seen Aaron Jones. Uh, have his issues with the injured with injuries. We saw Jamal Williams get injured last year. Uh the running back position is one of the most injury prone positions in football. So, um you know, it's definitely within the within the realm of possibility that AJ Dillon down the stretch uh earns a sizable role because of injuries to the to the two guys ahead of him. Um but moving on, I mean, outside of your first round pick, which are your other draft picks that you like the most?
1: So, I really liked uh, Darrington Evans um, as as the third pick. Um, This was somebody that, you know, once again, I'm just seeing explosiveness. I'm just, you know, I just do the eye test. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I saw that he was going to the Tennessee Titans, and I just saw this kind of small running back, you know, um, kind of scat back kind of, you know, uh, style that he was kind of uh, bringing. I instantaneously just thought to myself, all right, he's going to replace Deion Lewis. And, you know, recently I just kind of looked at the depth chart and saw that he was going to be like second in in, in the charts. And, um, you know, just based on the news that I'm hearing I, 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 you know, my eye test was right. You know, they are really excited about, um, you know, bringing him on. And, um, you know, this is definitely somebody that I definitely can see having playing time. Um, in the year twenty twenty
2: yeah most definitely uh darrington Evans, i mean he's he was by r b ten uh in terms of dynasty rookie running back rankings but um you know this is a guy that averaged six yards a carry at, at over two hundred two hundred pounds and at appalachian state uh runs four four one so yeah you're you're definitely right about the burners uh he's got them for days so this guy i think he's gonna come in you know like you said <clears throat> in year one and and, and kind of be that change the pace back, you know, kind of spell Derrick Henry a little bit, um, give the defense a different look. But I do definitely do like Darrington Evans. And I think that's a, you know, an added bonus to your to your team, which uh, you know, you, you did take this team over. It, it was very strong in terms of, of defense. Uh the previous owner made uh every effort to to make sure that the defense was was really good, but now it seems like you're you're trying to shore up this offense um, so i mean, I think it would be fair to say you know drafting a j Dillon in the first round uh drafting darrington Evans in the third round um adding kareem hunt and Gus Edwards to your backfield um you know Gus Edwards being a handcuffed to your already owned mark ingram
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know adding four backs in, in just this off season and it doesn't even count what what you did in the free agent in the free agent draft um it, it seems like like Attacking the running back position, you know, was your was your plan coming into this rookie draft? Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong there. And, and if that was your plan, do you feel like you executed that plan?
1: I think I did, um, but you know, like I said, I'm 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 pretty new, and I if I were to do it again, I would do things a little bit differently. Perhaps I would uh, trade up to get some of the um, you know one through five um, running backs. And um, you know the team that uh, I have currently right now is pretty pretty solid in, in in defense. So perhaps I would trade somebody that is like a little bit more of like a veteran um, in order to kind of get one of those like sure starts like J T or, or DeAndre Swift, uh, Swift. And then you know just kind of dump off like some 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 defensive players and perhaps maybe like a wide receiver or two just to kind of get get those premier running backs but um i'm i'm still somewhat satisfied uh, with the picks i made I'm, I'm pretty sure that um you know with that trade um it's like a a plan a and then a plan b of action is these two running backs um to, to potentially uh do wonders for me um you know perhaps in the latter half of the season or, or for next year so uh, I wouldn't do anything differently um, aside from that, um, you know, maybe just kind of trade up. But um, overall, it was still a, a pretty successful uh, draft class for me.
2: Yeah, I would most definitely say so. I mean, um, I you know, I say this all the time in Dynasty Leagues. If you're trying to win now or you're trying to, you know, you have a weakness at a position, especially if you have a weakness at a position, I think you need to attack that position um, with as many assets as you can um, you know, as many good football players but as many as many sound decisions as you can. And so I think, you know, for you to to give up a second round pick and move back two spots to be able to acquire uh Kareem Hunt and, you know, at the time Gus Edwards, who seemed like a handcuff, uh, you know, probably has a little less value now with J with JK Dobbins getting drafted to Baltimore. But um you know, I think Adding, you know, an AJ Dillon, you know, you've add, you've added talented guys at the position, uh, you know, to to have on your roster to be able to potentially start, and you know the probability of one of these guys um, ending in in a high uh, a high volume role. You know, look at Kareem Hunt; he's he's one, you know, Nick Chubb injury away from you know having one of the most valuable roles a running back could have in in, in fantasy. Um, lead back in this Kevin Stefanski offense so you know I think I think you you did really good here I think it was sound a sound process that sound decision making um but you know enough about your draft (laughs) outside of outside of uh of any of your picks which which picks around the league did
1: you like the most so you know I know you're the commish but uh, um I I kind of like your picks um you Know, uh, I'm kind of like a prisoner of the moment right now. Obviously, we heard about uh, Debo Samuel, um, having that uh, foot injury. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery. But with that addition of uh, Brandon Ayuk, um, I thought that that was a really smart investment. And I also like uh, Jalen Rager, um, as well. Um, and also, um, for, for defense, I, I really like uh, Jeremy Chen. Um, I, I think that he is gonna be uh a really, really um he's he's just gonna be a, a complete monster on the field um come one or two years.
2: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, you know, it's funny because you know, Greg talked about it in the interview I had with him. If you haven't heard the episode with Greg, um then you should go back to the archives and listen to that. We you know we talked about the whole IU situation we spoke about the dynasty rookie draft that we had, so it was a really great conversation. I also had broken down wide receiver six through ten, where I also broke down Jalen Rager and, and explained why I was moving him up in my in my dynasty rookie rank uh, rookie wide receiver rankings. But, <clears throat> anyways, uh, Brandon Ayuk, man, yeah, I mean, he's the one; he's the number one wide receiver in my wide receiver model uh, for the twenty twenty class, um, and he's you know he ends up in Kyle Shanahan offense, uh, and obviously. You know, he plays – he's going to be playing this, uh, you know, maybe potentially more snaps than, than we anticipated because of the injury to Debo Samuel. So, um, you know, I, I really, really do like, you know, Brandon Ayuk. And um, obviously I, I like them enough to be able to trade back with C.D. Lamb on the board and, and pick this guy up. Um, you know, you mentioned Jalen Rager as well. I, 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 do, I do really like him a lot. Um, he's also, you know, graded very highly in, in my wide receiver model as well for the 2020 class, and he ends up in, uh, you know, Doug Peterson offense with Carson Wentz and a team that was decimated by injury at the at the receiver position. Um, but you know, you talked about Jeremy Chinn. You know, you and I have had a bunch of conversations about Jeremy Chinn. Um, you know, it was, le- it was leading up to the to our dynasty rookie draft, even after the draft, uh, even you know before we 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 even hit record on this today. Um, but why do you think that he, you know, you, you, you I asked you, um, you know, previously, you know, some of your, your favorite mid to late round guys who, you know, could be, as, could be seen as values or guys that maybe steals, you know, one or two years from now. Um, but why Jeremy Chin? Cause you, you didn't name him along with another player that we'll, we'll get to in, in a second, but I want to hear your, your take on Jeremy Chin.
1: I just think um You know, if I can be frank, he is kind of similar to, um, you know, the the, the person that got picked up before him, um, Isaiah uh, Simmons. Uh, I just think that, you know, he can just play, um, you know, multiple um, positions. Um, You know, if you want him as like that outside line rush linebacker, he has that speed. Um, He can go in and he can just be a ball hawk. Um, or in the in the case of just kind of lining him up as, as a free safety, if a wide receiver wants to just kind of run a slant, he could be physical enough to just kind of really agitate the wide receiver. Um, and definitely uh, something that I saw in uh, one of his interviews is that he said that he's pretty late to football. So one of the things that just kind of reminds me is that, all right, he can form some good habits, you know, mm-hmm. and so that means that he's coachable and you know if 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 that means that he's just recent to just kind of playing um, the free safety then um you know i'm i'm pretty sure the panthers will have something uh dynamic for him um and he can definitely just kind of be like a captain um you know in in the future and and definitely kind of have a long prosperous career um with with the panthers
2: yeah i mean um I, you know, a lot of I've read a lot of good things about Jeremy Chan. I, I've seen some of, some of his film, and I've seen some good things. Um, but you know, you uh, you said one thing that really piqued my piqued my interest was when you said that you 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 believe this guy could be the next Ed Reed, or could be some some version of Ed Reed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, you know, so I guess you must think this guy. You must think really highly of him. Uh, I know. You, obviously, you were you were, you texted me. You were upset when he when he went off the board. Yes, uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> so. like,
1: oh no, why did he go off the board? I was I was really uh, really sad about that situation. Um, but you <laughs> we're, know, hey, the, the you know, hopefully uh, that person probably drops him, and uh, you know, then I can sc- I can kind of scoop him up. But we'll I think he's gonna up. go have to make a trade yeah and we just recently <laughs> spoke about trades so i'm going to have to use this this new skill this this new found, uh skill set
2: <laughs> so um you know if 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 that doesn't work out then maybe you can come over and make an offer for albert o cuz that's that's going to be hard to say so we're just going to call him albert o albert o um, okay albert o the tight end with the denver broncos cuz you 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 why do you believe that he's going to be a future uh one of these steals in, in uh you know, when we look at these uh you know, these guys like, one to two years from now.
1: So one of the things that I noticed with uh, the Denver Broncos is, um, yes, they you know they picked up a lot of um, receivers um, in the in this round, but once again, I'm just somebody that's looking at talent. When you see talent, you just you just pick them up no matter what. And I think with Albert O. This guy is just really, really considerably fast um, and just has that burner speed and can capably possibly just kind of like move um, and just be that option and be that threat um, to just kind of go up there and then just catch those gimme balls. So um, just based on like his, his highlight tapes I, that I was seeing, and then obviously with his him being in that, like, 99th percentile in, in, in the 40-yard dash, um, I just thought that this guy is, is going to be uh, a problem um, in the NFL. One thing I didn't really like about it was the fact that, okay, you know, he has a lot of, um, you know, the the Denver Broncos do have a, a, a lot of tight ends on their roster, but, however, um, that doesn't mean that they won't use him in, in, in sets, so... Um, there's the possibility of just kind of seeing him kind of emerge um, you know, in the future. Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, so I, I, I did I was the one that took Albert O um in the free agent draft. It was uh, relatively late, but um mm-hmm. but you know, I, I you know, did think about that consider the, the tight ends that they have on the roster, specifically um Noah Fant, who was a rookie last year. Um, also very athletic in his own right, not 99th percentile in the 40, but 98th percentile, I think. Ah, <laughs> oh, good, right? <laughs> yeah, good enough, right? Um, he ran four five flat as opposed to Al O, who ran four four nine, but you know, no offense, four fifth or 250 at six four, while Al O is six six, you know, 260. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know. So, you know, Al O versus Noah Fant. You know, I'm probably going to lean on the Noah Fant side. But when I, when when the Denver Broncos draft this kid in in the in the fourth round after drafting Noah Fant um, relatively early last year, I think Noah Fant might have been a second a second round pick. No, Noah Fant might have been a first round pick actually. Um, but you know, after drafting you know Noah Fant you know very highly last year, um, and then. Uh, turning around and drafting Al O, who coincidentally enough was uh, the tight end for Drew Locke, uh, the Denver Broncos, the current Denver Broncos quarterback. uh, Two years ago, while Locke was the quarterback at Missouri. So, um, you know, there's a connection there. So I'm just banking, you know, like you said, you know, like like we talked about, um, you know, on this show, you know, many times before, you know, just betting in Dynasty League, just betting on a talented player, uh, you know, just betting that, that it'll work out that, you know, he'll be too good that the coaches won't be able to keep him off the football field. So, right. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, obviously you're a, you're a Giants fan, you know, so, um, oh, big you know, I'm going to have to ask you, you know, what do you, what are your feelings about um, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and, and those guys over there in big blue?
1: I really like, um, you know, the second year going out for for Danny Dimes. Um, You know, let's just hope uh, that with the obvious elephant in the room being um, the amount of fumbles, hopefully he can kind of um, turn that down a little bit, hold on, have a little bit of a better ball security. Um, With Saquon Barkley, uh, also, you know, big Penn State uh, alumni fan, so – Kind of happy to have uh, Saquon on my team. Uh, Go go, Nittany Lions. Uh, Saquon is definitely someone who is going to – I have no issues with. Um, There was a little bit of a scare where – correct me if I'm wrong. He had an injury, I think, in the latter half of the season. Yeah, Yeah, it was like the middle of the season. He had the uh, high ankle sprain. Right. And so – uh, you know I know high ankle sprains can sometimes be on and off and let's hope that this isn't like a an uh, an injury that just keeps on being chronic and um, you know keeps on uh, keeping him uh, sidelined but I really think the Giants um did great uh, even in this draft class you know I was really hoping that they picked up Isaiah Simmons um but they just ended up picking that uh, that lineman but yeah Andrew but- Thomas the left tackle out of Georgia. Yeah, but that, that would definitely, I think, help out for, for Danny Dimes. And if anything, you know, if they weren't going to pick up Isaiah uh, Simmons, I'm just kind of happy that they, they picked the, this guy up. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely thinking that we're going to have a, a, a better season.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Daniel Jones, he's one of the guys um, that's getting, you know, big time uh, pub right now as, as a potential breakout candidate in the fantasy community. Um, and and rightfully so, you know, he's, he's a guy that had a bunch of, uh, you know, had some, some top five QB performances last year. Um, he also is a guy that adds something in the way of, of rushing. Um, so, you know, we saw guys last year, like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, uh, to, you know, become top seven, top 10 guys, um, you know, because of what they were able to do with their legs. Um, and you know, Daniel Jones, uh, I remember saying it last year, he kind of reminds me, um, his year one reminds me of of a lot of Josh Allen's year one. Um, and Josh Allen was my sleeper coming into, uh, last year's season, uh, you know, coming into the 2019 season as a quarterback that you can get really late in drafts. Um, that has the potential to, um, to have a top 10 finish. Uh, and, you know, Josh Allen finished as QB seven last year. So uh, Daniel Jones does kind of remind me of that, or, you know, uh, you know, very Josh Allen like in that way. Um, I think Daniel Jones is a much better passer than Josh Allen. Uh, like you said, he, he definitely fumbles the ball. So um, he's got that going against him, but, if he can if he can hold on to the, to that ball and some of those possessions become you know, instead of ending with fumbles, they end with touchdowns. Then, you know, I think Daniel Jones could have a a really good fantasy season. So um, you know, and, and then Saquon Barkley, he's somebody that's really interesting to me as well because he's somebody that uh you know we you know we I feel like we kind of forget that he's probably the most talented running back in the NFL.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> He's he's one of those running backs where, um, you know, I think a lot of people, um, what what they, obviously with his freakish talents, you know, he has big legs and so he has like a lot of power and he's able to just to kind of thrust through uh, and explode in like the first gear when he's um, you know going inside the lines. But another thing, you know, with the exception of that high uh, uh, ankle sprain, is his durability. Um, you know, you're seeing just him get like a, a large share of snaps and, um, you know, I think it's all is well. And hopefully the uh, trainers are just kind of keeping him healthy um, and making sure that um, he's doing everything in his offseason just to just kind of like heal himself and, and make sure he's eating right. His diet is good. Um, I, I really think that he's, he's going to like pick up right where he left off.
2: Yeah, man. I, I actually, um, you know, working on my on my early projections, um, you know, and looking at Saquon Barkley, and you know, I see it's definitely a hundred percent within the realm possibility that he finishes as the number one, the number one running back in fantasy. I know last year I, I came into the season having him at three, um, but I I think that you know with Daniel Jones being better, with the offensive line potentially being better. Um, I think Saquon could be, uh, you know, we've seen Jason Garrett. Uh, he's obviously going to be the offensive coordinator for the for the New York Giants this year. Uh, former Dallas Cowboys head coach. But we've seen Zeke obviously get fed. You know, Zeke is, is synonymous with the the you know the feeding symbol where he's feeding himself. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, man, if Saquon you know hits the 300 carry mark, which we've never seen him do. You know, he's two. He was at 261 in in his rookie year, 2018. Uh, 217, uh, in 2019, um, but you know I, you know, if he can hit that 300 carry mark, you know, on his career 4.8 yards per carry, I think you know Saquon could could have one of the you know one of the those historic fantasy seasons.
1: Absolutely, I I, I agree 100. Um, and you know it's kind of funny that him and Zeke kind of share those. Those 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 similar characteristics um, of just being a dual threat, you know, Um, you can have him just motion to receiver or, you know, you can just kind of have like a simple handoff to him. You can kind of have him as a run blocker. He does it all. And uh, he definitely just kind of brings his lunch pail to work and you can kind of account you, you, you can count on him to definitely just like keep your keep your team um, close in games or completely blow out teams, um, with, with his skills, uh, alone. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a rookie, Saquon
2: Barkley had 121 targets. <laughs> wow. That was good for 91 catches. So he's, he's definitely capable as a pass catcher. Uh, you know, he only had 73 targets in 13 games last year. Um, mm-hmm. so not used as much as a receiver. Um, so maybe I think the giants could hopefully get back to that, um, you know, they do have some weapons on the outside, and Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and Sterling Shepard. Um, you know, they've got Evan Ingram coming back. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, we can see uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, get back into the 80-90 uh, reception range. Absolutely, man. I, I can't wait. Yeah, man. All right. Well, this was definitely a great conversation, man. It was it was great to have you on, Akeem. Um, you know, I know you know, unfortunately, uh the New York City Marathon is canceled this year and I and I know you, you know, you've you've uh, competed in that the last few years. So, you know, what do you what do you you know usually train
1: around this time? What are you doing to keep yourself busy these days? So uh I kind of uh flourish in quarantine. I don't know what, what it is like I <laughs> I've just been like running incessantly um, and just keeping myself active. But uh, one of the things that um, I just kind of found myself doing a lot more recently is um, just kind of doing like meal preps and everything uh, just to kind of keep myself active. So, um, you know, it's just been like a lot of a lot of cardio and uh, a lot of high intensity interval training. And so uh, actually, uh, I'm thinking of just setting up my own class and uh, being like a, a personal trainer as well. And um, hopefully, you know, by this year, I can just kind of get my certification and then just kind of start classes and, and help people uh, during this crisis, uh, just kind of be motivated to, to work out um, during this time and, and take health into, into the forefront. Um, to make sure that people are just um, healthy and um, also that they just kind of wake up feeling refreshed. so um, definitely be on the lookout for that i'm I'm uh, very committed about my nutrition and uh, my workout regimen.
2: Wow, that's awesome, man. So you know if people wanted to you know get a hold of you or ask you some health questions, uh, you know, where, where could they find you? Are you available on Instagram or, or social media? Yeah, I
1: am actually. So if you have like any questions, tips, um, if you, you know, normally I'm always posting on Instagram and I'm um, putting out like some workout videos that I, I, I normally like to do um, whether it's plyometrics or, um, or cardio or um, the different types of things that I'm learning as well in, in nutrition. Um, You can follow me on uh, at this is nothing new and yeah, man, I'm excited just to kind of be um, invited to this and yeah, man, I can't, can't wait for football season to kind of come back as well.
2: Yeah. So guys, you heard that. If you want to follow a it's at this is nothing new. T H I S I S
1: -S Mm -hmm.
2: N O T H I N G N E W. So, Uh, Yeah, no, I'm most definitely excited for this football season, man. Uh, Can't wait for it. Um, Everyone hope that you enjoyed your 4th of July. We're most definitely happy to have you. Um, Most definitely hope that you stay safe. And, again, just continue to be safe. You don't have to be the first person to go get a haircut or, you know, go get your nails done or whatever it is that that you feel like you need to go do. Um, So, you know, just continue to be safe. Continue to monitor the situation in your area. And, uh, yeah, be safe, everyone, and we will catch you guys later. Peace,
1: guys.